Former New York Ranger Derek Stepan has retired. We are celebrating his career by looking back at some of his most incredible moments as a member of the New York Rangers. All this and more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 902 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So uh, with the news uh, that broke the last couple of days, that it certainly looks like Derek Stepan has called it a career. Uh, multiple outlets have reported that. And, you know, we haven't gotten the official, like, announcement from Derek Stepan, to my knowledge. You know, I know a lot of people uh, these days, they'll often take to, you know, a social media website of their choice. We saw uh, Carl Haglund maybe about a week or two ago, whatever it was, he announced his retirement. Did a really nice uh, Instagram post, had pictures of him playing hockey from throughout his entire career and really throughout his entire life. We haven't gotten anything uh, quite like that from Derek Stepan, at least as of yet. Uh, but again, there are multiple outlets that are reporting that Stepan is joining the Minnesota Wild in a scouting capacity. And there was actually a picture of Stepan uh, sitting in the press box during uh, one of their rookie games, you know, similar to what the Rangers and Flyers just did. So um, I, I guess maybe we're at a point where it's not officially, officially official just yet. But uh, all signs point to Derek Stepan uh, hanging up his skates, including this tweet uh, from Michael Russo of The Athletic. He said, years of me campaigning for the Minnesota Wild to sign Derek Stepan finally worked. Stepan is shadowing Bill Guerin and the Wild staff, and the plan is for him to work with them in some capacity soon. Guerin and Stepan live by each other, so they joked, it's bring your neighbor to work day. So again, maybe not quite officially official, but all signs certainly point to uh, Derek Stepan having played his last game in the NHL at the age of 33. If you connect all the dots, that's a conclusion that you can certainly come to at this point. And obviously, uh, all our best wishes to Derek Stepan if he has indeed uh, retired. I figure today it's a good day to kind of give him a proper send-off and just kind of give thanks to him, spend a lot of time with the New York Rangers, uh, seven seasons in New York, and uh, was a heck of a player while he was here. Obviously, you hear Derek Stepan. The first thing that comes to your mind is the Game 7 overtime winner against the Washington Capitals, and don't worry, we will get to that. Uh, but to kind of go through... Uh, you know, his story, his career, uh, his most clutch moments as a New York Ranger. Once again, I, I felt like it was appropriate to spend an episode doing exactly that. So to kind of take it from the top here, Derek Stepan drafted by the Rangers in the second round back in 2008. He was the number 51 overall pick that year. Uh, this was after he spent two years playing hockey at Wisconsin. 81 college games there with 21 goals and 66 assists. And... As far as, uh, you know, how the Rangers fared, kind of put you back in the uh, the time period, so to speak, how they fared in the 2008 draft. You had, in the first round, the Rangers took Michael Delzato at number 20. Um, not like a disaster pick or anything like that, but I think the Rangers were maybe expecting Delzato, uh, who had a lengthy career. I mean, let's give him props where it's due, but I think they were expecting him to become more of a pillar uh, for their team than he ultimately did. So Delzato in the first round, then he had Derek Stepan going in the second round once again at number 51 overall. 
An interesting stat from that draft, though, uh, not counting players that were drafted in the first round that year, Derek Stepan was the first player from any other round of that draft to reach 600 career NHL games. So that's kind of a fun fact there. And uh, Derek Stepan, obviously a lengthy and uh, very productive career. Uh, as far as the rest, rest of this Ranger draft class, we'll run through it quick here. Uh, it's a lot of people that you've barely heard of or maybe never heard of. Uh, third round, Evgeny Grachev at number 75. Uh, also in the third round to the Rangers, Tomas Kondracek at number 90. Then you had uh, Dale Weiss, or Weiss, I believe it is. He, he actually played a, a decent amount of time in the NHL, but just not with the Rangers. He was in the fourth round at number 111. Uh, Chris Doyle in the fifth round at 141. Mitch Galton in the sixth round at 171. And, and that's it as far as that draft class is concerned. So uh, Derek Stepan, clearly the cream of the crop uh, for the New York Rangers and their draft picks that season. But uh, Derek Stepan, if this is, in the, is indeed the end, which it looks like it is uh, as far as his playing career in the NHL, 890 career NHL regular season games for Stepan, uh, spent seven years with the Rangers. Uh, he was actually only 20 when he made his debut which I don't really remember him debuting at that young of an age, but obviously that's a fact. And that's probably also why it's, he's only 33 right now. And it feels like he should be older than that. Like when, when I saw that he was retiring, I kind of figured he was like 35, 36 ish, but no Derek Stepan, uh only 33 years old, but yeah, spent the first seven years of his career with the Rangers, uh, went to the coyotes for three years, one with the Senators, and then his final two seasons, what turned out to be his final two seasons, with the Carolina Hurricanes. And once again, 890 career regular season games, 182 goals, 333 assists, so 515 points. He was also a plus 98, averaged 1705 of ice time per night throughout his career, 476 block shots, 630 hits, and 516 takeaways against 356 giveaways. And then another 120 career Stanley Cup playoff games for Derek Stepan. 97 of those came with the New York Rangers. Uh, and in those 120 games, 20 goals, 35 assists for 55 career points in Stanley Cup playoff action. Uh, this whole you know number, all these stats, this includes 24 games with the Rangers in 2013-2014. Uh, that's the year that the Rangers went to the Stanley Cup final. And during that run, Derek Stepan had uh, five goals and 10 assists. As far as you know, career awards and accolades. Um, so as a 20-year-old rookie, he was 13th in Calder voting for Rookie of the Year that year. Uh, got some Selkie votes over the course of his career. Uh, the Selkie, of course, goes to the best defensive forward. That includes 2012-2013 when he was with the Rangers, finished ninth in Selkie voting. Uh, also a 22nd place finish and a 40th place finish uh, for the Selkie while he was with the Rangers. Got some Lady Bing votes over the years as well. Uh, that goes to the player for, you know, most gentlemanly conduct. I don't have the exact verbiage in front of me, but that's basically the long and short of it. Uh, finished as high as number seven with the Rangers in 2012-2013, the same year that he was number nine in Selkie voting. Uh, for what it's worth, also a gold medal winner in the World Juniors with the United States back in 2010. He was the captain of that team, and he had four goals and 10 assists in seven games. So just absolutely dominated there. And speaking of captaincy, was also an alternate captain. For his last three seasons with the Rangers, uh, became an alternate with the Coyotes as well. But that's just kind of a brief overview of Derek Stepan and, you know, his uh, his path throughout hockey, you know, collegiate and NHL. And in just a second, I want to go ahead and kind of revisit the trade because I know a lot of Ranger fans were upset when the Rangers traded Derek Stepan. It's one of those things where, you know, I wasn't happy about it, but you kind of understand why they 
did it. And I'm going to elaborate on that in just a second. We're going to talk more about, um, again, just his path through hockey. And uh, I think the most fun part of this episode, we're going to save that for last. We're going to uh, take a look at his most clutch moments. I think everybody has an idea of what number one is going to be. It, it's pretty obvious. And unless you're new to the Rangers, which some of you might be, but I think just about everybody knows uh, what's going to be number one uh, when we do that countdown at the end of today's episode. Um, but for right now, we do have to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is something that I take every single day. I gave it a try because I wanted to see what all the hype was about, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I drink AG1 every morning. It's the first thing I do when I wake up. I drink it before recording Locked on Rangers. I drink it before the day job. I drink it before I do anything active. It's pretty much a must-have when it comes to the start of my day at this point. And all great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also drink AG1, and it's why I'm a huge fan. With every daily serving, I'm setting myself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me high daily nutrients and support energy, focus, strength, and clarity. It's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits and helps just about everybody take great care of their health every single day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network and check it out. All right, we just want to go ahead and thank everybody, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And for the everydayers, you guys are definitely going to want to stick around. we got one more episode coming for you guys this week. Uh, Peter LaViolette is set to uh, meet with the media before training camp begins on Thursday. So looking forward to that. Uh, training camp as well as uh, LaViolette, you know, taking questions. Uh, we're going to be covering that in Friday's episode as well as also on Friday's episode. Just putting together a list of things that I'd really like to see from the Rangers throughout the uh, six-game preseason schedule. But we'll save that for the last episode of the week, Friday's episode, for right now. Once again, giving props and uh, celebrating the career of Derek Stepan. So I wanted to revisit the trade because, you know, a little bit controversial at the time. And for anybody who needs a refresher, the, the full details of the Derek Stepan trade from the Rangers to the Arizona Coyotes, the Rangers traded Stepan and Antti Ranta to the Coyotes in exchange for Tony D'Angelo and the number seven overall pick in the 2017 NHL draft. And unfortunately, that draft pick turned out to be Elias Anderson. And I'm not trying to be mean here, but uh, to put it very mildly, it did not work out for Elias Anderson uh, with the New York Rangers. So not one of their better draft picks. As far as why this happened, the short answer is the expansion draft. This is part of why the Rangers made this deal. Um, You know, you can only protect so many players in the NHL draft. And the Rangers having anti-Ranta, they were in a situation where they basically had to trade him or lose him because the Rangers were always going to protect Henrik Lundqvist. You know, at the time I saw people saying things like, oh, just protect Ranta and assume they won't take Lundqvist. And it's like, no, are you crazy? Like, we can't do that. And that wouldn't send a good message either. Um, Because, you know, Lundqvist was starting to get a little bit older um, at that point. But be that as it may, you always had to protect Lundqvist. That should have never even been a debate. Um, But anti-Ranta was coming off of two really strong seasons with the Rangers as Henrik Lundqvist's backup, uh, put up really good numbers. And it was very obvious that he was going to be unprotected by the Rangers and taken by uh, the Knights in that year's expansion draft. So rather than let that happen, the Rangers, I think wisely, 
look to trade Antiranta. It's either we lose him for nothing or we trade him and we get something. And unfortunately, somewhat unfortunately, that trade ended up also involving Derek Stepan. And the two of them go to the Coyotes in exchange for Tony D'Angelo. And once again, the number seven overall pick. Um, the other reason why I think maybe this happened, I get the feeling that the Rangers probably felt like Derek Stepan had, had kind of peaked as an NHL player, you know, always a really good player for the Rangers. Take nothing away. I was a big Stepan fan and one of my uh, favorite players while he was here. But I feel like the Rangers probably felt like they had hit, that he had hit his ceiling and uh, they wanted to facilitate this trade, get a defenseman, young defenseman with some upside like Tony D'Angelo had, as well as a very high draft pick. And, you know, they pulled the trigger on that trade and they did it. And as far as Derek Stepan hitting his ceiling, the Rangers weren't really wrong. I mean, after he left the Rangers, he had one more, you know, really good season with the Coyotes. And after that, you know, still an effective player throughout the rest of his career, but could never produce the kind of offensive numbers that he did uh, during his time with the Rangers. He was still valuable as a bottom six forward and a penalty killer, but was never, you know, a top six bonafide player the way that he was with the Rangers, uh, at least not after the first season with the Arizona Coyotes. So that's why the trade happened. You know, I'll still see every now and then, you know, people say, man, the Rangers really messed up with that trade. I can't even really go that far with it because, again, you know, Derek Stepan's production really kind of dropped, uh, you know, after the first season with the Coyotes. And, you know, it didn't really lead to any success with the Arizona Coyotes as far as, you know, that trade is concerned. Um, Ronta, he was very good in his time with the Coyotes. But again, you know, the Rangers, they couldn't keep him. It was either trade him or lose him for absolutely nothing. They chose to trade him. So uh, I can't really kill the Rangers for that. Tony D'Angelo, I mean, you guys know he was a mixed bag here. He obviously did some good things and had some big moments, but at times was also probably his own worst enemy, and Rangers ran out of patience there, and he's long gone from the New York Rangers. And Leas Anderson, I mean, do we even really need to get into it? I'll, I'll just say this, 17 points in 110 career NHL games between the Rangers and the, uh, the Kings. An interesting footnote to this whole thing, though, when the Rangers traded Leas Anderson to the Los Angeles Kings, they somehow got a second round draft pick in return for him. And they used that pick to select Will Cooley. And Will Cooley is a highly thought of prospect for the Rangers. So the Rangers might yet, you know, if we keep connecting the dots and going through this trade tree here, uh, they might yet actually get something out of this. So we'll see how it all pans out uh, for Will Cooley. But a lot of people were sad to see Derek Stepan go and Ronta too, you know, both popular, uh, well-liked players while they were here. But I, I think it was just a situation where it was kind of a necessary evil. Could the Rangers have found a way to trade anti Ronta? Because they had to trade him. Could they have found a way to trade Ronta without also moving Stepan? Possibly, but they saw a trade here that they liked and they went with it. And again, Stepan, he only had one more big time season after he left the Rangers. So um, as popular as Stepan was and as sad as I was to see him go, they weren't wrong when they felt like, you know, Stepan had kind of reached his his full potential. And um, I, I guess, you know, maybe was a candidate for a quicker decline than most players. I know something that was always kind of, uh, you know, lacking for Stepan was his skating ability, but he obviously found a way around that and found a way to make it work uh, as a top six forward for the Rangers for, for seven years before uh, he was ultimately traded to the Coyotes. Something else uh, that really stands out for me for Derek Stepan was his consistency. You know, I mentioned the first season that he had with the Coyotes, still a very good player there. But if you combine his last four seasons with the Rangers and his first season with the Coyotes, so five years there, Stepan in all five of those seasons had between 53 
and 57 points. They're not stellar, like Hall of Fame worthy numbers, but just very, very consistent. You combine that with the fact that he was a, a very good defensive forward as well, somebody that could kill penalties. And, um, you know, that's obviously a heck of a player. And the Rangers, like I said, they they hit on that second round draft pick, taking Derek Stepan, got seven years out of him, seven very productive years. And Derek Stepan, uh, a, a key member of some of those Ranger teams that went on some deep runs, including the 2014 team that made it all the way to the Stanley Cup finals. I think, you know, injuries probably hurt him as well. Uh, he had the broken jaw with the Rangers, more on that in a second as well. Uh, dislocated his shoulder when he was with the Senators. He was only with the Senators for one year, but dislocated his shoulder. Uh, had to have surgery to repair a damaged labrum. Uh, he broke his leg while he was with the Rangers. I believe that was actually the same season as the year that he broke his jaw, if I'm remembering that correctly. The the broken leg was before the season started, and it was during practice in a non-contact drill. So uh, just one of those uh, fluky things that can happen. And then he also, you know, this past season with the Canes had an upper body injury uh, with them. You know, he made it back and played in some playoff games. But um, yeah, you know, the, the injuries certainly were starting to pile up for Derek Stepan, um, you know, and, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I touched on this for just a brief second. The offense disappeared for Stepan basically after his first year with the Coyotes. Um, but again, the fact that he could kill penalties, the fact that he could play a bottom six role, give you a little bit of depth, uh, very well liked in the locker room and somebody with a lot of playoff experience, all those things kept him relevant and kept him in the league uh, for quite some time here. I mean, I know he's only 33 and hanging the skates up here, but, you know, you combine all the injuries and everything, I'm sure that played a role in Derek Stepan's decline. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate that he has to retire a little too early. And unlike Carl Hagelin, who we talked about in a recent episode, Hagelin obviously got the two Stanley Cups uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Derek Stepan never got the Stanley Cup. He at least made it to the finals in 2014 with the Rangers. And, you know, playing for the Canes these past two years, I was happy to see Stepan at least latch on with a contending team and at least have a shot at it. Uh, the Canes, of course, made it to the Eastern Conference final this past season before they were swept uh, by the Florida Panthers. But um, there's actually a moment. It's the only we're going to look at Derek Stepan's most clutch moments in just a second. And all of them are with the Rangers, except for one that was with the Carolina Hurricanes. It actually turned out to be uh, the final point that he recorded in his NHL career. And we'll get to that, all that fun stuff in just a second. But first, got to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts... Do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts. They're made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion. You name it, Bird Dogs have you covered. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on XXX or enter promo code locked on XXX at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on XXX for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. All right. So like I said, I think a fun way and an appropriate way to wrap up this uh, Derek Stepan tribute episode is to take a look back at some of his most clutch moments, uh, more with the Rangers than with anywhere else. But I do have to throw in one uh, from the Carolina Hurricanes. I've got four moments here. And we're going to go through them all. Uh, number four, it's with the Carolina Hurricanes this past season in the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
They're playing the New York Islanders in the first round of the playoffs. It goes to game six in New York. And the Canes are up three games to two. Game goes into overtime. And the final point of Derek Stepan's NHL career, and in fact, the only point that he had uh, this past year in the playoffs, turns out to be a primary assist on an overtime series clinching goal. So that's quite a way to go out. Um, but basically, you know, the Islanders have the puck in their own zone. And Derek Stepan, a great play, anticipating the play, reading the play. Uh, he intercepts a clearing attempt by the Islanders in the overtime period. Passes in deep to Paul Stasny. And uh, Stasny, a heck of a goal here, scored from uh, just an impossible angle. So he'll get the headlines and everything with the overtime winner. But it doesn't happen without an outstanding uh, defensive play by Derek Stepan and a quick pass as well. So props to Stepan there. He eliminates the uh, despised New York Islanders. So uh, even after he left the Rangers, still doing us Ranger fans a solid there, uh, helping uh, take out the Islanders in the first round. Number three. I mean, how about a hat trick in your NHL debut? Because Derek Stepan accomplished that feat on October 9th, 2010, uh, scores the first three goals of his career. He did this in a 6-3 Ranger win over the Buffalo Sabres. And who was in net for the Sabres for that game? Well, that would be Ryan Miller. It wasn't just, you know, some random goalie that you barely remember, some journeyman player. No, this is Ryan Miller, and this is prime Ryan Miller. He was coming off of a Vesna trophy the season prior, and there's 20-year-old Derek Stepan making his NHL debut and burning him for three goals. So obviously a very impressive debut for Derek Stepan, to say the very least. To kind of walk through the goals here and kind of, you know, just highlight everything that he did here and put you guys back in the time period. Uh, the first goal, you had Sean Avery uh, passing the puck uh, back to Dan Girardi. You know, Avery was in there behind the goal line. Back to Dan Girardi. Girardi takes a shot. It deflects off of Stepan and then deflected off of a Sabre defenseman and went into the net. So a little bit of a lucky bounce there, but I mean, hey, they all count. And uh, I think for your first NHL goal in your debut, you'll take it any way you can get it. So that was the first goal that happened in the first period. Uh, the second goal occurred in the second period. You get a turnover by the Sabres. Uh, Mark Stahl takes a shot from the blue line. The save is made, but Derek Stepan is there to bury the rebound. Uh, even after his second goal, he looked like he was in disbelief, just like could not believe uh, two goals in his NHL debut. And then to complete the hat trick, this also happened in the second period. You got Dan Girardi playing the puck behind the net to Sean Avery. Avery spins, makes a backhand pass in front of the net to Derek Stepan. And Stepan uh, stuffs it home from the slot there. And um, this game was on the road. It was in Buffalo. It would have been cool if it was in Madison Square Garden. But whatever. You know, it can't always be perfect. Um, but per Sam Rosen, you know, I went back and watched this on YouTube. Per Sam Rosen... Uh, Derek Stepan ended up getting four hats out of the deal because they were on the road. So a couple of people are going to throw their hats. I'm sure there's some Ranger fans there as well. Uh, I just wonder if he still has all four of those hats. You got to think that he would, right? I mean, it's it's a memento from his first NHL game, and uh, he had to have held on to those, right? I, I'd love to ask him that. But uh, yeah, obviously, uh, just an amazing debut for Derek Stepan and kind of set the tone for the player that he would end up becoming for the New York Rangers. It's not like uh, he's somebody that, you know, was stuffing the score sheet every single night. But again, a very solid player uh, for the Rangers while he was here and somebody who was offering centering the top line for the Rangers and uh, rightfully so. Number two, this isn't really a moment as much as it is like kind of a series of games, so to speak. Let me explain what I mean. So Derek Stepan, uh, in addition to everything that I've mentioned, also a very tough player. And that was on full display in the Eastern Conference Final uh, back in 2014 against the Montreal Canadiens. Derek Stepan in game three of that series broke his jaw on a hit by former New York Ranger Brandon Pruss. And Stepan actually returned to that game. That was game three. He did sit out for game four, but he came back 
in game five in Montreal, he had, you know, a special helmet made and like this yellow, like, like chin strap jaw protecting kind of thing. I don't really know how to explain it, but I'm sure a lot of you uh, remember seeing that. And if not, you can Google it. I mean, it's easy enough to find a picture of him, you know, wearing that special helmet, but um, game five, you know, the Rangers, this is Stepan's return to the lineup after breaking his jaw in game three Rangers at this point are up three games to one in the series. The game is in Montreal. Uh, they ended up losing this game seven to four, but Derek Stepan goes back, you know, again, just, just two games after he broke his jaw, he goes out there and what does he do? Yeah. He scores two goals uh, for the New York Rangers. First one on a wrist shot that tied the game at one to one in the first period. And then he added a rebound goal in the second period uh, that cut the Canadians lead to four, three Rangers ended up tying it at four Canadians ended up winning seven to four. Uh, and yeah, you know, they lost that game obviously, but um, they won the next one. They won game six to uh, go to the Stanley cup final and tell me those players on the Rangers, all his teammates, tell me those guys weren't ready to basically skate through a brick wall after seeing their teammate, you know, break his jaw and then come back into the lineup two games later and go out there and score two goals. Uh, that was just a fantastic performance by Derek Stepan and uh, toughness and skill, both on full display in game five of the Eastern Conference final against the Montreal Canadiens. And then number one, I mean, what else could it possibly be? <laughs> There's no debate to be had here. This is probably as easy of a ranking as I, you know, we do rankings on here. I'll do like top fives, top tens. And obviously, you know, I, I try to do it in the best order that I can. And I'll kind of debate with myself, you know, should this be number one? Should this be like top five? All that good stuff. This is the easiest placement of anything I've ever had on this show. Number one clutch moment for Derek Stepan. Yeah, 2015 Stanley Cup playoffs, second round, game seven, overtime against the Washington Capitals. I'll go ahead and describe this play as if we all haven't watched it at least 100 times each. Uh, but basically, uh, face-off in the capital zone. I'm actually going to go back to the face-off before the face-off that won it. So the Rangers, you know, they had the puck in the cap zone. There's a face-off, and Stepan actually loses this face-off, but a great job by Jesper Faust on this play. He pressured the puck immediately. The puck was along the boards, and he kind of made the Capitals hurry, and they had to take another icing. So I think back-to-back -back icings there, and the puck is back in the capital zone for another face-off on the right face-off circle. This time, Stepan wins the face-off, gets a little bit of a, uh, an assist there from Derek Stepan. You know, Stepan got in there and uh, was helping, or Foss got in there and was helping Stepan kind of dig the puck free. Uh, Stepan wins it back to Keith Yandel. Yandel's along the boards. Yandel immediately pivots, passes to his left to Dan Girardi. Girardi's at the blue line, right in the center of the ice, winds back and blasts a one-timer. Save made by Holpe. Uh, rebound goes right to Derek Stepan, who, you know, had moved over to the left side of the ice. Uh, great instincts there by Stepan. And puck goes right to him, and he buries the rebound, uh, you know, pretty high in, in top shelf in in uh, into the net there. Uh, Hopi, you know, diving desperation attempt to try to knock the puck down, but he couldn't do it. Derek Stepan scores, and we all go crazy. Uh, I think I woke up anybody within a three-mile radius when Derek Stepan scored that goal. Uh, just, just an awesome moment, an unforgettable moment. And... Not at all an exaggeration to say one of the best, most clutch moments in the history of the New York Rangers. I mean, I was going to say like in, in overtime or in, in playoff overtime. No, just in the history of the Rangers, one of the biggest moments, one of the most clutch moments uh, that we will ever see. And it's one of those things, you know, we did our episode earlier this offseason where I asked you guys to you know, describe who you were with and what you were doing and how you reacted when Derek Stepan scored that goal. And that was a ton of fun. But it's one of those things, if you experience that, uh, you will not forget it. Just an amazing moment for Derek Stepan and for the New York Rangers. And, you know, I got to say, it's kind of sad to see all these guys from the 2014 Eastern Conference uh, team, you know, kind of wrapping it up and calling it a career. Uh, you know, some of them have been retired for some time now. 
Uh, Nash, you know, comes to mind for sure. Um, but, you know, Haglin and Stepan, within a couple of weeks of each other in the same offseason, they were both uh, young, energetic players on the New York Rangers when that team was going to the finals, and now they're both retiring. So it is kind of sad. But I always enjoy doing these episodes. They're always a little bit bittersweet because, you know, it is sad anytime somebody on a team that you really loved, a player that you really liked, anytime that they have to retire. Um, and we've also done some episodes where, you know, somebody's on the Rangers for a whole bunch of years and they sign somewhere else in free agency or get traded, whatever the case might be. But uh, hopefully, you know, I did write by Derek Stepan here today, and hopefully you guys enjoyed kind of reminiscing on some of his uh, best moments as a New York Ranger. I've heard from a lot of you guys that have told me that Derek Stepan is one of your favorite players, if not your favorite players. So, uh, again, hopefully I did write by Derek Stepan here today, and uh, we'll send him out with style here on uh, Locked On New York Rangers. But to kind of wrap up uh, today's episode, I wanted to mention Rangers training camp schedule. They're going to be out there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Looks like Thursday there's going to be six different groups. And then on Friday and Saturday, there will be three different groups. I already mentioned that Peter Laviolette is set to speak ahead of the first training camp session. Uh, we'll cover that in our next episode. And we'll also go over the uh, the training camp roster. It's everything you would expect. It's all the established players and all the draft picks. Uh, pretty much everybody is there. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, and, again, just got to thank you guys very much for helping get the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel past 2,000 subscribers. Looking forward to uh, seeing that number uh, continue to grow. And again, everybody that subscribed, thank you so much for that. If you haven't subscribed, if you'd be so kind, obviously we would really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.